Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bond, and this is a podcast about video game news, speculation, reviews, and whatever else I feel like chatting about. This week, we'll be talking about the Game Awards, more Microsoft acquisition drama, the Division 2 Season 10 finale, and much more. A few things before we get started. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, and if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please review the show. On YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment with your thoughts or to just say hello. A huge thank you to supporter-level patrons PK, The Dawn, and Cage Nephilim, and a special thanks to producer-level patron Hassan. If you're interested in supporting this podcast and getting ad-free episodes, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. Okay, getting into the news. Um, so um, the way I'm going to do Game Awards is to just hit all the big points, talk about some of the winners, and then get into uh, my thoughts on the entire show. Okay, so some of the highlights. Final Fantasy 16 is coming in June of 2023. This kicked off what um, basically became a theme of basically every single game announced or shown is coming out in the first half of next year. Besides, I think there's like one in August and then some didn't have dates exactly like the exact months. So yeah. Um, now I'm not a huge final fantasy person, but I can still acknowledge the weight of that franchise and how big of a deal it is for a new one to get released. And so that's coming. The people who are into that are excited. And it's one of those things where it may finally be one of those things where I'm like, okay, I, I will try it. Like I, I should. Right. And so, uh, so that was um, a pretty big highlight. Um, Armored Core six is coming, uh, in 2023. That was one of the ones they didn't specify. Um, that's a series I remember playing like the first one or two back on, gosh, it had to have been the original PlayStation. And, um, I remember, I remember being so bad at them, but just loving the idea of it. And, um, while I fell off of it, I didn't even know there was one released 10 years ago. Um, I'm really excited to see what they can do with it. Now it is cross gen. It, it will be last gen and current on console. That's a bummer in my opinion. Um, but you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, it also is, um, you know, it skipped a whole generation. And so, uh, the last games were on the PS three and three sixty. And then this will be on the new systems. Now, since it's cross-gen, it will technically release on the old ones, but still, it's still a big deal. Um, you know, they, you know, this developer, uh, you know, did Elden Ring. Um, and so, you know, people are expecting this to be kind of soulsified, right? And, um, and that will be interesting. That's not really my type of game. Um, and these games are notorious for being really hard. But man, there's just something about big giant mechs made by a studio who makes good games. And I feel like this will be one I pretty much have to try out at least. 
Um, Hades 2 got a super cool reveal during this. It looked so good. Both the cinematic and the actual gameplay just looked fantastic. Um, it will be doing early access in 2023. Um, if you don't remember how Hades 1 was developed, it was the same idea. They had... Um, they, they basically developed the game with their community. And that sounds like it may not work right or whatever, but it, it came out and there's a lot of people who think it was the game of the last generation. Um, there, there's people who really, really adore that game. I didn't get super into it, but um, I understood, even just from playing a couple hours, um, I understood why people loved it. And um, it's one of those things I'll probably hit another day. Um, but yeah, so Hades 2, that was a big one. Um, Ken Levine's uh, new project, um, Judas, was announced for next year as well. Um, he, he is the former director, creator of Bioshock. And so while this isn't a Bioshock game, because I assume he doesn't have the rights to it, um, it might as well be. It, it will certainly be a spiritual successor akin to the Callisto Protocol being a dead space, um, you know, spiritual successor. Um, and that's okay. Uh, it looked interesting. It looked a little too weird for me personally, um, but I still think it could be great. And um, it's one of those ones to kind of keep an eye on, even if it isn't, if it's not really going to be my thing, 100%. Uh, Kojima showed up, uh, as expected, and Death Stranding 2 was announced uh, without a date. Um, it will probably be next year, but 2024 wouldn't blow my mind. Um, during a, a little segment where Kojima talked about the game, he talked a lot about the, the challenges of developing it during covid um, and how because of COVID, he completely rewrote the story from scratch. That the Death Stranding 2 was supposed to have a certain storyline. And then he scrapped that and made a brand new one because of COVID. So whether the old one had to do with a pandemic or something, we'll never know, I suspect. Um, but still cool. Um, I was never super interested in Death Stranding. I could have played it for free through Game Pass on PC. Uh, it just didn't look like my type of game. That said, it still looked like a wonderful game. And it getting a sequel, it was kind of expected. And um, we also know, or, or we at least assume, uh, that uh, Kojima also has another game he's working on for Xbox. And during his interview at the Game Awards, he, he said, like, I'm working on another project and some uh, visual art stuff. So I'm assuming that other project is the Xbox game, and we're going to have to wait longer for that. Uh, Diablo 4 is coming June 6th of 2023. Um, that's really exciting from what I've seen um, of the previews of that so far. It looks really good, and I'm really interested in it. Um, there was a story that dropped uh, just today on Friday. Uh, I think it was either Friday or Thursday. That did point out that there's probably some crunch stuff going on um, with Diablo 4 due to mismanagement and stuff like that because they have a date to hit and that uh, some bad management may have made that a difficult day to hit. Um, so you never want to hear about um, crunch and things like that. Uh, and this has only kind of backed up some of those calls from people saying 
hey, like, you know, maybe Kodak shouldn't continue to be in charge of these things. Um, you know, maybe this does need to come over to Xbox or whatever. But that's a that's a discussion we'll have in the next topic. Uh, Street Fighter Six got a date of June second of twenty twenty three. Again, we're hitting that first half of twenty twenty three really hard. Um, I'm not a big fighting game guy, but this looks so good. It's just the style of it is so smooth. Um, seeing some streamers I like and some content creators and journalists who I really enjoy um, be really excited about Street Fighter Six, like kind of makes me excited about it. Even though like I'll probably never buy it. I own Mortal Kombat 11, whatever the most recent one is, and I've played like two hours of it. I'm just not good at those games, um, but I want to be. So we'll have to see about that. Um, but it looked extremely good. Um, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, had a new trailer. Um, they still haven't shown gameplay. So considering it has a release date of May 26th of next year, that may be something that people want to start seeing because um, the, the trailers have been great. They've been really fun and goofy and they're setting a, a good tone for this game but they need to follow through. Now the big heartbreaker about this Suicide Squad trailer was that it featured Batman. And we have come to find out that this is probably Kevin Conroy's final performance as Batman before he passed away just a couple weeks ago. So, you know, it, it was pretty, it, I'm not even that big of a Batman fan. Um, I did watch the animated series that he voiced. So it does mean something to me. When, uh, from being a kid, uh, but even me, it like hit me in the heart when they did the like "thank you, Kevin" or or something like that. Um, it was very touching, and uh, hopefully, it's a good send off uh, for his just masterful handling of that character. Uh, Baldur's Gate Three is coming in August of 2023. I'm not really into that. I just I know to put respect to that name of Baldur's Gate. Uh, so even though it's not really my type of thing, it was still really exciting um, uh, just in general because you just know what that game means to the gaming community, especially the older folks. So another cool announcement. And then uh, we had Horizon Forbidden West DLC, Crash Team Rumble. This, that was a big miss for me. I think it's they haven't had a Crash game in a long time. And they tease Crash and then revealed it's this like battle game, this like 4v4 fighting game thing. And I think people want a Crash game. I don't think they want a Crash battle game. And so I thought that was kind of a miss for them to, um, to show Crash but not give Crash, right? Uh, we had Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, which looks sick. Um, Earthblade, uh, that's the, uh, it's from the developers of Celeste, uh, a game I actually don't like at all because I think it's too hard because I'm a big baby. Um, but it's a legendary game and them doing a new game is, is a big deal. We had Bayonetta origin, Cerisa. Um, this is a origin story of Bayonetta and it's like a completely different style of game. And this is coming out only a month or so, uh, or, or a couple months after the last Bayonetta game. So definitely a weird announcement, but it looked interesting. Uh, there's a Hellboy game, which actually looked super cool. 
crime boss Rocky City looked terrible. Looked so bad. It had a like B-list star-studded cast of like Vanilla Ice and uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, it just looked abominable. But it, it'll at least be interesting to follow and see how uh, how it's received when it comes out. Uh, Tekken Eight had a big cinematic trailer. I think Tekken's just too weird for me, um, but I also have to put respect to it, right? Um, it, it's like Street Fighter really interests me. Tekken pushes me far, far away, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. It's not for me. Um, Remnant 2 was announced. Uh, so if you remember the game Remnant from the Ashes, it was kind of like a Warframe plus Diablo... Uh, like a third-person Diablo game. It's very cool. Um, very fun. I found it to be very challenging. Um, but a, a great game. That um, get, it Getting a sequel is really cool. Uh, replaced is the pixel art sort of 2D, 3D game um, that has just a, like have like a cyberpunk style to it. It just has all of the style in the world. Um, it looks really, really good. This trailer only made it look better, and I'm really excited to see more from that when it comes out. And then we had Wild Hearts. So this is the EA Originals game, um, kind of like how It Takes Two is developed by a studio not owned by EA, but EA is helping to de develop it. It's similar to what like Xbox does with Xbox um, Game Pass games where they don't own the studios, but they do give them financial assistance in return for them putting the game on Game Pass. Um, and it looks interesting. It's kind of their take on the um, the Monster Hunter type games. Um, and if it's one that's more designed for like a Western audience, I think it could do really well. Because there's Dauntless, but I think that shut down or it has lost popularity. Um, so for this to be supported by a big giant publisher like EA, Hopefully that's a good thing, especially because EA kind of seems like it's getting its crap together, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, as for winners, I'm not going to go through all of the winners of the awards, um, but we had Game of the Year and Game Direction won by Elden Ring. We had <laughs> narrative, um, audio design, uh, the performance. Um, all of those were won by uh, Ragnarok, God of War, uh, as well as a bunch of other awards. Art direction was Elden Ring. Um, we did have uh, Best Ongoing Game went to Final Fantasy XIV. I saw some people surprised by that, um, that it wasn't like Apex Legends or Genshin Impact or something. I don't think people realize, like, I'm not a Final Fantasy person. But I am a Final Fantasy person enough to know that Final Fantasy XIV is, like, hilariously popular. Like, insanely popular. So, not surprised at all to see that in that spot. Pretty cool. Um, good for them. Uh, indie game was Stray. I didn't love that. I really felt like Cult of the Lamb deserved it. Um, it's been really funny that, like, Stray was, like, a... A nice like seven out of ten game it seems like but in these awards it won multiple awards and i i'm just amazed it did but good for it so my thoughts in general um i thought the show was great i thought this was probably the best one so far um it was kind of weird because you know 
like PlayStation showed some stuff. I don't think they surprised us with anything. Um, they showed things that like like DLC or more from Forspoken or you know stuff that we were kind of expecting. Um, Nintendo showed a couple small things. Xbox was completely absent, which we'll talk about. Um, but even with that, like if you would have told me that the big three were like not really involved, um, I would have been like, oh boy, this show is probably a mess. And it wasn't. It was great. They showed a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, so they should be, uh, Jeff Keighley should be really proud. Um, the winners of the awards, um, you know, like I have my own personal biases. Um, I, I think, and I talked about it a lot with Stray and Ragnarok winning some of the awards they won. I, I definitely think that there's like a Sony lean when it comes to the journalists who voted on these awards. Um, and I don't say that from like a like console war fanboy stance. I don't, I get it. Um, Sony has put out really high quality games um, for a really long time where their competitors, specifically Xbox, has struggled with that. And so the simple fact is, is that to the average journalist, when they think Xbox, they think like eh, good hardware, trying to be good community people. And when they think Sony, they think the best games. And so I just, I think that implicitly gives Sony exclusive games, especially first parties, an edge in these votes and things like that, because people see the Sony game, like, oh man, that's a Sony game. Those games are really good. Um, and, and the games are good. So they deserve the, the votes, whether it's Sony or not. But I think they get just that bump from being a Sony thing. And it's hard to argue, right? And so I felt like it would have been nice to see a little more diversity in the voting, uh, especially at the top of the award list. But, um, you know, Elden Ring and Ragnarok are probably a couple of the best games ever made um, for the average person. And um, and that's, what, that's how it showed. And that's just the way it goes. Um, there was a few kind of weird things. Uh, you know, if you paid any attention to the coverage of this, you'll know that after Elden Ring's developers spoke about the game of the year, while they were walking up to accept the reward, some kid like randomly kind of slipped in with them and stood behind them. And as the show was closing, he stepped up to the mic, which they turned back on for some reason and like said some like stuff that may, it might've been like an anti-Semitic thing. It might've just been like an attention seeking thing. People are kind of hashing that out right now. Um, the kid seems like he's, got kind of like a reputation for being kind of a weirdo um that was really odd that definitely was off-putting because the whole show had been so good and pretty well paced besides christopher judge giving what felt like a 30 minute speech apparently it was only like eight minutes could have fooled me um it, it was a shame to see that little blip because the rest of the show was so good and keely did a really good job and i'm one that's happy to be uh, rough on Keeley. Um, I think the summer game fest early this year in June was terrible. I thought it was really bad. It was way too long. His gamescom opening night was so awful. It was so bad and pointless to watch. Um, so like, I'm happy to dunk on him when I think he deserves it, but this was a great show. It, it was really good, especially because it was missing, right? Like, you know, PlayStation had some stuff like uh, it was more that PlayStation had games that will be exclusive to them, at least for a time um, there. I, I don't think they had too much first party stuff. 
Uh, they had The Last of Us 1 is coming to PC. Um, but that's like kind of old news. Um, but And then Nintendo, I don't think, had anything super huge uh, besides like Bayonetta Origin and stuff like that. But like Xbox didn't show up at all. Um, and, and we'll we'll talk about that. It actually has to do with the next, next subject. But the Game Awards was very, very good. I was very impressed by it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And it was missing like everything I wanted. I wanted anything from Xbox. I wanted Hellblade 2. I wanted Mass Effect. I wanted Dragon Age. We didn't get anything I wanted. Um, and that's okay. I, uh, I will survive. I'm a big boy. And, um, and I know that that stuff, it's time will come. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but the Game Awards, very good. If you want to go back and watch it, I bet someone will do a cut-up of like the highlights. That might be worth it. It was a very long show. It was so long that I think a throat infection I had, uh, because I had the headphones on so long, that's why I don't have them on all the way, gave me a pretty severe ear infection. <laughs> so I'm actually very sick while I'm recording this. So I apologize if my voice is off, but here we are. Okay, the next story. And, you know, I've seen a lot of podcasters and stuff say that they, they can't wait to not talk about the story anymore. I don't care. I think it's interesting. The Microsoft Activision acquisition updates. Uh, so there's two things. So uh, Microsoft got sneaky and uh, made a deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to it for the next 10 years. Um I find that pretty unlikely that it's going to come out on the Switch. Um, there are pretty significant rumors about a Switch successor coming relatively soon that will take advantage of things like NVIDIA's DLSS technology and be just more powerful in general. And so I could see that happening. Um, but it was more of a thing for them to see, like, to show the regulators who are giving Xbox a lot of problems, like, hey, look, we can work deals with our competitors. Sony's the one not working with us. Uh, and they also gave a similar deal to Steam. Um, they, they basically committed to keeping games on Steam, uh, specifically Call of Duty, uh, which, and Steam came out kind of being like, okay, thanks, man, cool. <laughs> you know, Steam doesn't care. They're making billions anyways. Uh, but to go along with this, just literally a few hours before the show, the, the game awards, it was announced that the FTC was going to sue to address the deal. Now there has been some confusion about this. Um, the, the specific, the wording people were using was, um, the FTC, the federal trade commission was going to sue to, to, to stop the deal. That's not entirely true from what I've been reading. So it seems like the FTC can sue. Uh, to, to, to take action on acquisitions like this. Um, and they can either do it in like their own court, like their own, uh, like their internal board, or they can do a, a legal uh, sue and, and, and go to federal court. And that tends to be where they're trying to make like big waves, uh, that they're trying to stop deals and stuff. Um, supposedly this filing that the FTC wants to do with Xbox Activision Blizzard is internal and that most people are expecting that it one won't stop them from closing the deal and two is probably just going to be asking for concessions and then there was some updates today on on friday that um part of the ftc's filings 
was saying that um, Xbox basically lied to the European Union by saying that they wouldn't make Bethesda games. Uh, in, in that previous deal, the Zenimax deal, they wouldn't make those games exclusive to Xbox, but we know that Starfield and other games will be. Then the, the European Union clapped back at the FTC saying, no, they did not promise us that. That's not true. And so this puts the FTC in a weird spot because one, it seems like they were kind of going for like the less serious option in the first place. And then one of the other major, major, major boards in the world, the EU, uh, whatever their equivalent to FTC is, uh, basically called out a big chunk of their reasoning as a lie or as being not true. And um, I'm curious to how that kind of plays with the, the, the algebra. I don't think it will. I think it, it, it's egg on the FTC's face for sure. Um, but I think it just kind of shows even more so that this whole thing probably isn't as serious as as people are making it out to be. Um, this is one of the biggest acquisitions of anything ever, um, specifically in media. This is a big deal. And so people shouldn't be surprised that it's being gone over with a fine-tooth comb. Um, I think that the chances it doesn't go through are higher than ever. I still think there's a very high likelihood it goes through with some concessions. Now, it could be as serious as Microsoft may have to cut loose some studios or some resources. Um, I, I'm kind of curious. I don't know how that works um, when it comes to, like, what if they cut a studio that doesn't want to be independent? <laughs> you know, does, does the studio just close? I don't know. So, um, I, it, it's interesting. It does seem like, uh, the FTC court date or whatever date they put on this filing isn't until August of next year. But if it's true that they can still close the deal, um, in spite of this, uh, suit, um, it may end up just turning into a thing where they meet a year from now and say, Hey, you need to do this and that. And then we will stop objecting. Um, and I think the EU side of things will, will be gone before then even. So it's been a wild, crazy story, but it just seems like it keeps on going. Uh, next one is, uh, Dragon Age, uh, had its Dragon Age day this week. Um, it had a blog that had a trailer in it. It's really interesting that it, at least from my perspective, this Dragon Age game is probably about a year away. And I feel like we know less about it than we know about the next Mass Effect. And we know nothing about the next Mass Effect. It seems like with Dragon Age, every time they reveal information, they're just like, Solus, <laughs> who uh, is, is anticipated to be the antagonist in the next game. And in the last Dragon Age, he was actually a companion. So um, it, what, what the funny part about Dragon Age Day is to me, the most exciting thing that came from it was a bunch of really great community art. Um, I'm not super into Dragon Age. I'm not into high fantasy games, really. I will play Dreadwolf, uh, Dread though, just because why not? I like RPGs, so I will um, take what I can get. And um, it's, it's just it's interesting to see how this is coming along. Uh, there was a couple tiny bits of Mass Effect news this week. Uh, Jay Ingram, who is a community developer with um, 
EA, kind of in general, uh, announced this week that they are becoming the Bioware community director. Um, so obviously first with Dragon Age and then eventually with Mass Effect, this will be the person. And, and them putting that into place is exciting because that means things for both games are happening uh, and they're going to be happening sooner than later. If if they need to bring on a community person specifically for them, then they're expecting to have to deal with a community very specifically um, very soon. And so that's exciting stuff. I think it lends even more credence to the idea that the next Dragon Age will be within the next year. I've seen some people thinking it's going to be way off. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think that Mark Dara, he did a reaction to the alpha announcement for Dragon Age and said that for Inquisition, uh, they were done with the game like three or four months later after alpha. Uh, but he also pointed out, and, and this was back in, I think, October when they said this, um, he also said that there's a really good chance of Dreadwolf. They're going to take nine, 10, 11, maybe even 12 months after alpha to really polish it. And that would put the game into next fall which is where I think it's coming. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I did see some people say like, well, if they didn't show it during Game Awards, it's probably way far off. I don't think so. I think Game Awards was, it was full <laughs> from what we could tell. And I think like EA didn't do EA play in 2022. Um, I think they will in 2023. And I think that we'll see Dragon Age and Skate 4, that uh, maybe some Mass Effect, I think EA Play next year, probably associated with E3, is going to be a big deal. And um, I, I think that people are forgetting that, you know, E3, Summer Game Fest, the Game Awards are these big events that we do get big reveals at. But people need to remember over the last couple of years, Ubisoft, EA, all of these companies have learned we can do our own showcase and that can be really exciting. So... Uh, you know, just because we didn't see Dragon Age, that's not a bad thing. Um, hell, EA just released, uh, or they're releasing a Need for Speed game that they only announced like a month before it comes out. So it seems like they're holding stuff tight to the chest right now, uh, and I bet Dragon Age is the same. Going back to Mass Effect, um, so we had Jay Ingram uh, confirmed as the Bioware community director, and we also had Jess Hera Campbell on Monday announce that she had officially returned to the Mass Effect franchise, uh, working for Bioware as the mission director for the next Mass Effect. I've spoken about her a few times. She worked on Andromeda and Anthem, and I believe um, some other stuff, and uh, before she left, and now she's back. Um, the excitement about her return to me is that they have a mission director in place already. Um, obviously, that person would need to be here for prototyping and, and concept work, but it's still exciting that they have someone in that position on the team now because that means that they're moving towards that. They're, they're designing the missions we're going to play. They're figuring out the structure of everything. Uh, it's just to be a fly on the wall right now would be very fun. And then the final story here, um, the Division 2 Season 10 finale. Uh, so if you're still playing Division, uh, they had their Season 10, uh, the final Manhunt target, which then led to the Big Bad. So there's some spoilers here if you're worried about that. Um, uh, so the final Manhunt mission actually took place uh, in the same place as the new Countdown mode. Uh, it's a new map. It's a power plant. 
and it was basically just a the things you do during countdown mode turned into a mission and it was okay i found it to be extremely difficult i found it to be very hard um personally and so um you know you get through it you get to the end and there's some story bits i thought the story was pretty weak that they ended it with once again the bad guy got away once again it, it just i don't know this one kind of some of the previous seasons have ended on really cool notes this one to me ended on kind of a thud it, it was just kind of like whatever um we do have the next season coming in the spring probably uh it may come in january or february we'll see i'm not super confident at this point uh, but i i'm trying to protect myself right um but you know it it was fine um they're doing like an apparel event and stuff like that right now um the the, the current apparel is like has like trash bags and one of the outfits has like a baby face that you can wear um, obviously some people are into it because of the memes or just the goofiness and stuff like that. And that's totally cool. Um, what's funny is that the, the division resurgence, the mobile game announced today that they're putting out the JTF, um, like cosmetic pack, which looks so good. And it made me realize that the mobile, the division game that's not even out yet is getting better cosmetics than the Mass Effect game or the the Division game um, that's been out for years and is yet, in my opinion, to put out any good, uh, to any uh, truly good cosmetics. Um, it's obviously a subjective opinion, but I, I just feel like they could look backwards a little bit uh, to to make some really good apparel and cosmetics. Um, there there was like a military pack that the the Division One that you bought it for like five bucks. And it was like some of the best cosmetics that they had in the entire game. Like they could literally make that, that take those same cosmetics, like roll up the sleeves and sell it again. And I would buy it so I could have some cool, like somewhat grounded stuff to wear that isn't trash bags. That isn't all ripped up. That isn't, you know, doesn't look like you're, it's just, <sighs> we need the division three. Just make the Division 3. That's where I'm at. Okay, so let's jump into some listener questions. Uh, if you have any gaming-related questions, topics, or news, uh, please jump into the Discord and post them for the next episode. You can also post them in the YouTube uh, comments or wherever else you can find me. Uh, hell, you can email them to me if you want. Uh, so the first questions came from Master Prime. Uh, any of the Game Awards award that you didn't agree with, it's hard to disagree. I, I, I really, really, really wish a Plague Tale Requiem would have won anything. Um, in one way, it, I think it was really an accomplishment for that game to be nominated for like five different awards, including Game of the Year and things like that. I still just, I felt like it deserved something, whether it was soundtrack or performance or something i don't know I, I was bummed to not see that so if i had to disagree with anything it would be requiem not getting any awards my pick would have been narrative personally so 
Um, and then uh, any thoughts on Transformers Reactivate? That's one of the games I did not mention. There's a Transformers game coming, and literally you couldn't tell it was a Transformers game until the last second. So that's probably a good thing. It looks like they're going to try to make some grounded, kind of gritty Transformers game. Hey, I'm not a big Transformers fan, but bring it on. Uh, Legolas on the shelf <laughs> asked, Bon, how much simping is too much? What are the wife's thoughts? We are both married men with kids, for heaven's sakes. So this has a lot to do with my simping, mostly for the Mass Effect's tally, uh, probably a little bit for, like, Lady Hellbender. Uh, Diablo 4's antagonist has got some, like, Big Mommy vibes. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I'm not proud of it, but, you know, here we are. Um... Uh, I I think you, you can never be too old. You just have to keep it reasonable. Like for me, the reason I simp Tally is because she reminds me of my wife like a lot, both personality wise and even like weirdly appearance wise. Um, uh, Lady Hellbender is just because of like a uh, kind of like a death by snoo snoo uh, Futurama uh, obsession. Maybe um, you're never too old. I think we're okay. I think we're good. You keep on simping, my friend. And Sane Dave has the final question and says, thoughts on the distinct lack of Mass Effect in this year's Game Awards? Um, same with uh, someone else attacked on Starfield. I'll, I'll talk about Xbox in general. So for Mass Effect, I think, I think that the, the, the drought of info between in seven day 2021 and 2022 will be the longest we go with no info until the game comes out and so by that that means that i think there will be some significant information released before in seven day in 2023 and by that like i said before i think ea play returns and i think we get something it might be a trailer that like confirms the name of the game, maybe some characters, timeline. That I think they'll give us something con concrete before next in seven day. That said, we do need to remember that Bioware will be focusing on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Uh, EA will be focusing on that. That will be the next big game. And then they'll move that attention to Mass Effect. But I also think they understand that they they are speaking to two different audiences there. There's lots of crossover, for sure. But I would say those are also two pretty distinct communities that has some crossover. And so I don't think they completely go silent on Mass Effect ever, because I think the hype for that game has been probably very successful for them uh, uh, between Legendary Edition and the hype of the next game. Um, there's obviously people who are still hating because of Andromeda and Mass Effect 3 and all of that, but they aren't worried about those people. Um, they're worried about the people who are excited, and they're doing a good job so far. I think we didn't get anything now because they actually gave us a lot during N7 Day, and I think we, we get more next June is my guess. And I bet we get at least one blog, probably at the beginning of 2023, that may give maybe gives us some little tiny details. Um, as for Xbox and, and Starfield and stuff, Hellblade, um, the impression I'm under is that there there is some possibility that Xbox had reason to not show up to this 
whether it's the FTC or these reviews going on, that there was some impression that they were afraid they could send the wrong message if they come out advertising all these games. Now, just today, in response to people wondering why they weren't there, um, Xbox or Phil Spencer or someone responded and said, you'll be hearing from us sooner than later. So my guess is they're going, going to do some kind of Xbox showcase at the beginning of 2023. They won't be waiting until E3 that they're going to do something before then. That would be some big blowout. My guess will be in January. They're going to do a big show where they highlight all the games coming out in 2023. They date Starfield. They date maybe like Hellblade at the end of the year or something like that. And, you know, probably some other stuff I can't even fathom. Um, so I think that there were probably just, there's probably a lot going on in the Xbox right now while they try to make this Activision deal happen. And I suspect that they just, uh, either for legal reasons or just for optics, decided to stay away from the Game Awards. Phil was there. Uh, he just didn't have anything and it was awkward. Uh, so thank you all for those questions. Like I said before, please, please uh, give me questions. Uh, I ask every week on Twitter. You can ask in the Discord. You can email me. You can post in the comments of the YouTube video, whatever you want. Uh, as for content updates, I don't have a ton. Um, I have been making Mass Effect videos going like into like deep dives from N7 Day stuff that we found out. Um, this week I did one about who Liara is talking to in the teaser video thing they gave us. Uh, so go check that out on YouTube, as well as a bunch of other videos. I'm almost at like 50 Mass Effect videos already. That's a lot uh, for me, just getting into content creation for that game. So um, go check that stuff out, especially the more recent stuff I think is really good. And uh, and yeah, so for content updates, that's all I have, which means we're going to start wrapping this thing up. So please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, please rate and review the podcast. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like this video and comment down below just to say hi or ask a question for next week. You can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel, including on Twitter at Bond Diesel right here on YouTube. If you're watching there, if not go sub me there, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, I'm on Twitch. Uh, so you can come and chat with me when I stream. If you're interested in supporting this show, my other content and getting ad-free episodes, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. There's also some other perks. It's $1, $5, or $10 if you want to be in on that. It's not too bad. That is all I have. So until next time. I'm going to go